2: Feisty, fearless, and fair, telling all sides of the story. This is the Rita Cosby Show. Lovely Rita, meter maid, nothing
3: can come between us. When it gets dark, I tow your heart away. Standing by a parking meter, when I caught a good Well, Rita, President really Trump had another day of testimony, another day. Another different court case. What do you make of the fact that the Democrats will keep coming at President Trump from every single different direction? It's like, I feel like I can count the lawsuit now, not just on one hand, but like two hands. I need to probably count my toes with all the different lawsuits that are coming at President Trump. And clearly, they're just trying to see if there's in one, maybe he says something that can be used for the other, The latest one, of course, brought him back to New York. Uh, There weren't the protests and all the other things that we saw the last time. It's almost like, oh, uh, another time he's coming. And in the last time that he testified, this is in the Trump Organization New York civil fraud case. In that one, the first time when they were just sort of in the beginning phase before sort of the case went to trial and before the case was actually filed at that point. He basically invoked the Fifth Amendment, apparently several hundred times. But today, when he testified, now that it is going forward in the deposition, there was New York Attorney General Letitia James. She was there. Um, And apparently he answered basically all the questions from what we're hearing. So much so that he testified for nearly seven hours and what I think is really significant about the fact that he testified today in this particular case because this one deals with civil fraud and it is essentially tied to the business dealings of the Trump organization. So because of that, it's an interesting note that he would feel comfortable a to testify for 7 hours on so many different layers and so many different levels that he obviously feels comfortable talking about Trump business. Now, remember, the charges with Alvin Bragg are stemming to 34 criminal counts tying to entries tied to business. Remember, even though it's the nondisclosure with Stormy Daniels, that it was 34 sort of incorrect listings and business ledgers essentially if you will that basically make up the 34 counts against president trump coupling that with another one they bring it all the way to a felony so that's why this is really interesting because there is a potential that what he said in the case today where he was behind closed doors for seven hours with new york attorney general Letitia james and her team and of course his team of attorneys because she is looking into potential fraud she says at the Trump organization. She's also suing them for $250 million. She's also trying to ban them from doing business in New York, period. That is sort of where she's trying to go with all of this, which would be devastating. I mean, you think about everything around New York. My goodness. You drive around New York, you see Trump Tower. You drive around here, you see Trump Hotel. You drive around there. There are so many different layers to Trump in New York, every single different direction. So she's trying to just put him out of business, just like Bragg is trying to basically put him out of the presidential race. Are you seeing a commonality here? It's like, let's do whatever we can to lock up Trump, Trump, Trump. And that's why it is interesting today that he actually spoke for seven hours and apparently answered a slew of questions regarding this case because. Potentially what he said could lead or could be done in coordination with Bragg. They're not supposed to be coordinating with each other, but there could be something that he said that could actually uh, work towards something that Bragg is looking at. It could refute clearly something Bragg is looking at. There are so many different layers to this, and that's why it is so interesting. And also, Trump and his attorney said they have nothing to hide, that there is Zero to hide here. So he's going to go and answer the questions. And boy, certainly sounds like he proved it because he was there for seven hours. That's a long time. And by the way, when I first saw the headline that President Trump testified for seven hours today, I thought Biden couldn't handle seven minutes of questions. Biden was over in Dublin, Ireland, and he was asked by a kid, hey, what's the key to success and he was like, uh, uh, uh. And then he started talking about COVID. The kid is like, um, Mr. President, I know you're 80, but you're acting like you're 180. And he wasn't even answering the question coherently. It was so bad that this young kid who looks like he's like first or second grade there in Dublin is going, boy. Uh, what's happening to the American president? who was like baffling and rambling and all this stuff right before our eyes. It was so bad. Hunter had to pull him and say, uh, Dad, the question is, what's the key to success? That's not a trick question. It's from a first grader in Ireland. And there was Joe Biden trying to make sense of it all. And all I kept thinking about is, oh, my goodness, if it ever gets to where potentially Hunter Biden as the Congress is looking into All the big, huge money involved with Hunter Biden and China and Russia and all this other stuff. My goodness. Can you imagine? First of all, they put uh, Hunter Biden, who, remember, is recuperating from crack and porn. And then you put dad, Joe Biden, who's like, "Uh, uh, can't even answer what the key is to a success. I thought that guy would never last seven hours in any sort of a deposition. And this is like uh, a par for the course with Trump. He probably, by the way, played a couple rounds of golf even before he did that. And then he's probably doing a whole bunch and barely getting sleep tonight. I mean, that is a typical day for President Trump. So, boy, what a contrast between the two guys. What do you make of also the fact that he did not take the fifth? Reports are that he answered the questions. And again, this also is a very kind of dangerous, if you will, a little bit. Some attorneys might say, oh, you know, it's iffy, because if he makes a comment that could conflict again, it could go back to something that Bragg is looking at. So it shows that he's confident about his case, and it shows that he is not worried about the case that Alvin Bragg has against him, and that he is comfortable with talking about the Trump organization. Not only is he being sued, the company is being sued, Of course, this is his life, you know. Also, his three sons, his three kids, by the way, I should say. The two boys and Ivanka are also, I believe, listed in the suit. So you've got all of those individuals. There's a lot at stake. And apparently, he answered all the questions, uh, was very uh, coherent, very focused um, from reports that we're seeing. So is this a sign that he's going to start taking things head on and just say, you know what? Too bad. I'm going to start answering the questions. There's nothing to hide. Is this a sign that President Trump is, A, going to go on the offense? And whatever it is, nothing is going to stop me from running in 2024. You can keep it coming from every direction. Uh, New York AG, New York DA, any other initials that we need to throw in there? Keep them coming. That's what it sounds like from President Trump. 1-800-848-9222, 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222, 1-800-848-9222. And now, listen, this is President Trump a little bit ago talking about just how the weaponized justice system has been used against him. Take a listen.
4: There is no more dire threat to the American way of life than the corruption and weaponization of our justice system. And it's happening all around us. If we cannot restore the fair and impartial rule of law, we will not be a free country. As president, it will be my personal mission to restore the scales of justice in America. We want fairness and equality
3: under the law. And then he also said that if he becomes president again, that he will focus very much on cleaning up these political attorneys, these political DAs, these political attorneys general all over the country, and he will focus on what he says is fairness in law, not based on philosophy, but based on the Constitution. Take a listen. Here's a little bit more. Uh, President Trump coming at all the DAs and all these attorney generals that he says are too woke and not focused on justice, just focused on politics.
4: As we completely overhaul the Federal Department of Justice and FBI, we will also launch sweeping civil rights investigations into Marxist local district attorneys. And that's what we have. They're Marxists in many cases. By refusing to charge countless crimes, these Soros prosecutors appear to be engaging in selective enforcement based on illegal racial discrimination. In Chicago, San Francisco, Los Angeles, and every other city where these maniacs have taken over, the DA's offices should face federal subpoenas of their staff, their emails, and their records to determine whether they have blatantly violated federal civil rights law.
3: And by the way, speaking of offense, in the last few hours, a surprising last-minute disclosure came out, um, essentially that Donald Trump also, by the way, speaking of other lawsuits he's dealing with, um, he has been dealing with this other case by a woman named Eugene Carroll, who claimed that Trump uh, tried to sexually assault her, that tried to kiss her. And remember, it was like a dressing room, I think, um, of a bird drops or something like that. And so essentially now we're hearing that basically President Trump's attorneys said to the judge, we would like a delay in that case. That's another case yet until late May. And that is because the 11th hour disclosure that E. Jean Carroll's legal fees, get this, are subsidized by American Future Republic and Reed Hoffman is troubling and raises significant questions that require further investigation. That from Trump attorney Alina Haba. Now, the reason that's significant is Reed Hoffman is a billionaire. He's behind LinkedIn, and he is now a mega-donor to the Democrats. So if he has been quietly bankrolling this woman in her lawsuit against former President Donald Trump, that's an interesting thing, don't you think? I think that's extremely significant. Believe me, I am all for everybody having their day in court and letting the facts bear out. But it certainly is an interesting Information that this guy, who is definitely one of the biggest donors to the Democrats, is now bankrolling this woman's legal fees. That makes you wonder, what's up with that? That's a big deal. This is a major donor. I recognize the name right away that, whoa, that's like saying George Soros is basically bankrolling her legal fees. That actually raises some significant questions and makes you wonder, what is the purpose behind this? Is it all about politics? Does that undermine the credibility of her case? What are your thoughts on that, guys? Because that is interesting. What is he doing funding her legal fees? I don't know if they're friends. Uh, And even if they are friends, doesn't that just look bad on the surface? And what if they're not friends? What if he suddenly said, hey, you know, the Democratic Party would like to cover your legal fees as you make up this allegation that this happened to you? Many, many, many years ago. Remember, her allegation came a long time ago. She says this incident happened many, many, many years ago. So why is this now coming about that apparently the legal fees are paid by one of the biggest mega donors in Democratic history? What are your thoughts about that, guys? one 800 848 one 800 And now this raises the question... Is it all about politics? Letitia James, Alvin Bragg, uh, also a mega donor behind this woman who suddenly came out with these allegations. What do you think? 1 800 848 9222, and I'll take your calls when we come back.
2: The Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network.
3: Well, all I got to say is attorneys working with President Trump are making a lot of money uh, because they're awfully busy these days. And there's a lot of lawsuits. And President Trump was in New York again today. And apparently he did a seven-hour deposition answering all the questions, this time to Attorney General Letitia James, who has a civil fraud lawsuit against him, uh, three of his children, and also the Trump organization. And apparently he was uh, feisty, spirited, uh, tons of energy and focused. That's sort of the comments we're hearing from the deposition. And again, I think Biden would last about seven minutes if we're lucky. Seven seconds based on the way he's been answering questions in Dublin Oh, my goodness. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Larry. Line three. Larry, your thoughts about all of this and the fact that this other case, this is an interesting one, Larry. There's this other case of this woman, E. Jean Carroll. Uh, This is dating back to an allegation. She says it happened sometime between 1995 and 1996. She just came out, apparently, with the allegations, and I think in 2019, And it turns out that according to the Trump team, her legal fees are backed by one of the biggest mega donors for the Democrats, which I think is a fair question to ask. What do you think, Lair? I think it's it is fair game that they're bringing that up to highlights. And it begs the question, is that a political case? Your thoughts?
0: Well, my thoughts stop at the statute of limitations. I don't know how a case from 1995 to 96 could be. uh, you know, could still be viable now. I I don't know what, what statute, what law. Or what, and, and if there is no law and they're just trying to fight it on some nebulous grounds, then I would say definitely it is political.
3: Yeah, it is interesting. I got to see if it's maybe there was some sort of like comments about it and that's what kicked it off. Uh, but she claims um, it is a pair of civil lawsuits accusing him. Uh, this is interesting. Defamation, of course, maybe saying it didn't happen if she raised it a uh, battery and unspecified damages. Where it gets interesting, Larry, let me hear your thoughts cuz Larry you talk a lot about. She he says that he was shot that she says they were shopping at a store, uh that Trump came in, she was working at the Bergdorfs. He said I'm buying a gift for a, gar- a girl, asked for advice, they shopped together and then she claims he pushed her into a dressing room and raped her. I mean, that's some shopping spree, Larry. Go ahead.
5: Oh, this is the lawsuit,
0: uh, the rape at Bergdorf Goodman?
3: Yeah, that's what that's uh, in 1995 and also defamation, maybe him saying it didn't happen and going after her afterwards. First
0: of all, first of all, I mean, Bergdorf Goodman is a big department store. I mean, even if he did, let's just say he did uh, exhibit some kind of sexual aggressiveness. If she doesn't cry out, that's called consensual sex. Okay, now they may. What they may be doing is, they may be trying to back Trump into a corner to admit some kind of tryst. Maybe something did go on. He was a very sexual guy back in the '90s. He had a lot of money. Although
3: he he claims that it, it, it didn't happen, there wasn't anything. But that's an interesting point. Who knows? I mean, she says that that's not the case, obviously. Uh, but Bergdorf Goodman's is a loud place. Believe me, I'd be screaming out like crazy, and it's a little weird, the circumstances. I mean, who knows? But it's, it seems awfully fishy, these allegations. We'll continue after the break, Claire.
2: This is the Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. The Rita Cosby Show presents Back to Blue.
3: And in tonight's Back the Blue segment, where we honor our law enforcement and their families, a powerful story from Duluth, Georgia, where the police department is thankful that none of its officers were hurt after a driver T-boned One of them on his way home. Now, officers said that it took a lot of teamwork to help stop the driver who lost control of her car not once, but twice. Body cam video shows the chaotic moments after the crash. And the other driver was a woman who said... She has a history of seizures. Now, Duluth police say that's what caused her to run a red light last Monday morning. And T-bone an officer in his patrol car, he was able to get himself out and assist the person. Now, when other officers arrived, the woman appeared to black out with her foot on the gas. Video of the incident shows two officers holding onto and running with the car to try and stop her before she crashes into someone else. You hear the officers yell out, hit the brakes. Hey, wake up. Hit the brakes. Another officer used his patrol car to stop her car so officers could get to her and get her medical treatment. Wow, what a crazy case. Well, the police there in Duluth, Georgia, said, we are just real fortunate that besides damage to property, everyone is thankfully okay, And the woman is said to be okay as well. Good news to hear and just to show how crazy it often is for our law enforcement out there every single day. Well, Donald Trump said that a number of officials at the courthouse in New York, when they saw him there last week, uh, he said they were very emotional when they saw him there uh, now about over a week ago. Uh, When he was there before the courts and basically they couldn't believe that he was there being charged with 34 felony counts. And then here he is back in New York again today. Letitia James, the attorney general, has now a civil fraud suit against him. By the way, again, the first time that he went before her when he was deposed, it was in August 2022. That was before the charges were actually sort of full throttle. And before it was sort of deemed that it was going to go ahead to trial. Well, at that point, essentially, uh, at that phase, he basically pled the fifth, apparently 400 times to questions every single time. But this time he absolutely said, I'm going to testify. By the way, this is interesting, classic Trump style when he did plead the fifth early on in the investigation, because, of course, he was hoping it was going to get thrown out. Um, He also at the end, you're able to make a statement. So he said, I take the fifth, I take the fifth, but I can make a statement. So at the end, in classic Donald Trump style, this is in August 2022 when he was deposed before New York Attorney General Letitia James at that point. He said, uh, basically, there are out of control prosecutors like this one here pointing basically to Letitia James as she's sitting there in the room. So his typical take no prisoners approach, even when he is pleading the fifth, it would be interesting today to see what he said. With the questions today, uh, we may at some point get some of the video. Who knows at some point if it becomes public? But it is a case about civil fraud involving the Trump organization. She's going after the Trump org, him, the kids, um, a whole bunch of different layers to this. But he did apparently testify very robustly for seven hours today. And then we mentioned there's this other case. This is this E. Jean Carroll case. This is the woman who claims that in the mid-1990s, when President Trump was shopping for somebody in a store, that she he somehow was assaulted by him in a dressing room, which seems a little odd of Bergdorf Goodman's. I've been to Bergdorf Goodman's. It's pretty crowded. There's usually a lot of people in there. Um, so there's it's an interesting case. He uh, says it didn't happen. She says it did. I don't know how you prove that. Um, and then also, in addition to all of this... He, of course, has the special counsel. You know, you've got Jack Smith's case, you've got the Georgia case. They are trying to bog him down every which way but loose. But President Trump says one of his missions will be to clean up the justice system and make it less politicized. And he says, I'm the guy to do it because I'm living through it. Take a listen. This is what he said a little bit ago.
4: I will do whatever it takes to save our legal system among the greatest achievements of Western civilization from the Marxist barbarians who seek to destroy it. And we will do that. We will save it. Thank you very much.
3: And he also said that this is the plan that these DAs, and he was referring to Alvin Bragg in this case. Well, guess what? He said they are clearly uh, so focused on woke ideology and going after conservatives. And he says if he becomes president again, he will make that happen and change it big time. Take a listen. I will
4: appoint US attorneys who will be the polar opposite of the Soros district attorneys and others that are being appointed throughout the United States. Very unfair to our population, very unfair to our country. They will be the 100 most ferocious legal warriors against crime
3: and communist corruption that this country has ever seen. Now, do you know why they want to go after Trump? They don't want to clean up shop. Are you kidding me? And Trump said, by the way, also, as we heard earlier this week when he did the interview with Fox, no matter all these different slings and arrows coming at him, he says he's not going anywhere, that he is staying in the race. Even if he's convicted, he's staying in the race. Take a listen.
6: Is there anything they could throw at you legally that would convince you to drop out of the race if you get convicted in this case in New York? No,
4: I'd never drop, drop out. out.
3: No, I'd never drop.
4: It's not my thing. I wouldn't do it.
3: It's not my thing. I wouldn't do it. So will they have any victory with any of these cases? And what do you make of the fact of this new revelation that we're hearing just now, in particular, of this case with this woman, E. Jean Carroll? She claims it happened years ago. He says it did not happen. And now, according to the Trump team, they say there's some big issues here because the person who's paying E. Jean Carroll's legal fees, according to the Trump team, is one of the biggest mega-donors for the Democratic Party. Does it sound like politics to you? It certainly looks that way. That doesn't look good. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. Uh, let's go to Joe. Line two. Joe, your thoughts about all this?
5: Reading, my love, I'm going to hit you with some bombshells. First of all, my heart goes out to any any victims of sexual assault. But, of course, Trump is an easy target. Also, I've shopped in Virgo Goodman's. There's security everywhere. All she had to do was scream, like you said. Why did she wait almost 30 years? She's backed up by Soros and Letitia James is a disgrace. She should be prosecuting Andrew Cuomo, Anil Cabono, for murdering 20,000 New York State um, Nursing home residents, and many of which are American veterans, she should be prosecuting him for the sexual assault that women came forward well and and like Joe thing- Joe Joe,
3: Joe, hang on, stay focused because your your point though about Jean Carroll, let's go back to that because it is interesting and and I will say I always obviously, um as a woman, you know, there are reasons why maybe people don't come forward at a certain time or not. Um, And there's sometimes where people are delayed. So I always want to give somebody the benefit of the doubt. But I will say to you, Joe, that as a woman, and I have been in the Bergdorf's too, that I find it hard to believe that this happened. Um, And I haven't I haven't seen if there's anything corroborating her story. You would think that she would have said something to, you know, uh, to somebody at the time or gotten. I don't know if there was even surveillance video back then or not. Um, But that would have been an easy way to prove it or screamed or something. It just seems really odd. He was shopping for a gift for somebody and then you're going to go in the back room and uh, allegedly rape somebody. I mean, it seems odd. And and I think also, by the way, the fact that she also is now apparently again, according to uh, some of the Trump attorneys in their filing, that she is now her legal defense bill is being funded by this mega donor for the Democrats. That looks fishy, Joe. Don't you think? That just looks really suspicious.
5: Very much, Lerita. And let me tell you something else. Remember during the 2020 campaign, Tara Reid, not that idiot actress from American Pie. Tara Reed was an assistant, senatorial assistant to then-Senator Joe Biden. And he she claims that he pinned her against the wall and hand-raped her. She had proof of this. And suddenly she disappeared. Would they pay her off? Did they scare her off? What happened? The bottom line. By by the way, Joe.
3: By the way, Joe. I had Tara Reid on this show. I don't know if you listened to, if you heard it, but I had her on the show. And um, you're right. At that time, even a young Tara Reid, at that point, filed the like made a complaint. Remember, some of it's in. I think it's in like the University of Delaware documents, along with Joe's classified documents from, uh, you know, from the White House and elsewhere. Um, But. Who knows what's in there? But remember, like, apparently she made a filing. Apparently her mother also called. Remember, like, I think it was to Larry King. I mean, there's some, there were some interesting things that corroborated some of her comments at the time. Um, but so you don't believe this. And I, by the way, I also think it just looks really bad that she is getting funded from this guy. If indeed that's the case, that she's getting funded from a mega donor of the Democrats. I mean, that's like saying, hey, George Soros is basically paying my, you know, my legal fees. Uh, That makes you shake your head at the case, don't you think, Joe? That just hurts a lot of the credibility, if indeed that's true.
5: Very much so, Rita. And also, when you give a shout out to uh, Mike Guadetta, the FDNY who's recovering, give me a call. Let me know on the show so I can call his firehouse. And then a captain, a lieutenant, can call him and his lovely wife and his son and daughter, so they'll be listening to the Polish princess praising him. And also the 102-year-old um, firefighter, World War II veteran, um, Anthony El his wife's glory of 80 years, was honored the same day about a month ago. And you can also cover him with backing the blue and also spending up for our heroes. What I'm going to say in conclusion is,
3: and, and, Joe, to the Polish and, princess. and Joe, I will say So thank you very, very much. You're, you're terrific, Joe, and I love your patriotism and your support of our men and women in blue and our great veterans, too. You're awesome, my friend. Thank you very, very much. Let's go to Teddy, line one. Ted, your thoughts.
1: Uh, yes, uh, first of all, uh, dealing with the, you just mentioned that Trump said that the in the courtroom last week, he would, the people were crying. And that it's been reported, Rita, it was in the paper. It was total BS. The people that were there, it was total BS what Trump said, okay? It's factually not true. But you failed to mention that. Also, I I said I
3: actually, Ted, I said what Trump said, and that is what Trump said. So that's factually correct, because I'm sorry, Ted, I didn't know you were standing in the courtroom and nor was I. So go ahead. Next point.
1: well, Well, it's been reported, Rita. It was in the paper. Okay. Oh, so it's, it's got to be true, right. especially especially
3: if it's in the liberal paper. It's oh, got to be that. true, Ted. Oh, Rita, it's got to be
1: true. Oh, Rita, Oh, and let me just give a a message to Norm, BJ, and Dom. When they say things about Stan and myself, you just support it. Well, let me actually, call actually, they Ted, actually, Ted, Ted. Oh, we
3: stooges. Okay, Ted Storm, by TJ, and Dom. Ted, by the way, I have defended both you and Stan because I appreciate calls from everybody and I appreciate uh, I don't know Norm. Uh, who else you mentioned? Oh, everybody. I appreciate Norm hearing. BJ and Dom. I appreciate hearing from Norm, B.J., Dom, you, and Stan. Everybody, because that's what makes America great, and I think well, it's important we hear so. from everybody. I always do. You know, I take okay, your calls, Ted. So.
1: Always. Also, always, there Ted. are no statute of limitations because of the adult sexual law. The, that gentleman, the dealing with the board, of. And uh, Miss Carroll, there are no statutory limitations. Well, and also I mean, the, the other
3: the other thing that I brought up also, Ted, in that case is the fact that uh, she claims that he basically defamed her when she came out and made the allegations uh, just a few years ago. And he, so she says when he denied and, and made some comments about her that he defamed her. So it sort of created new charges, if you will. Um, so that would also, you know, that would change the statute of limitations based on the time frame of new allegations. But, um, but Ted... Don't you think and and I'm a big believer in obviously, you know, things happen and 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 supporting women and men if something were to happen like this, it does sound fishy and it doesn't look good that if indeed she is being supported by a Democratic mega donor. You got to admit that that that's not a wise decision. And if her charges are correct, she shouldn't be taking money from someone that because it appears bad, don't you think?
1: Well, whoever she must have a lawyer, and when uh, usually it's a contingency fee in the in these civil uh, lawsuits. No, nah, not
3: always. Not always, actually, Ted. Actually, quite frankly, not just because you know, especially if it involves a lot of work and a lot of time, and sometimes if you're up against somebody who has a lot of money, like Trump. Uh, they know it could take a lot of money and a lot of legal wrangling. So often people will not do it for that reason. And they want to actually get paid up front. And who knows? I mean, this guy is paying. And that's not, I just think the appearance of that, again, I don't know the merits of her case. It does sound a little iffy, you know, that it happened in a dressing room in a major department store. Um, I mean, and maybe there's something else, but it does. It looks fishy, all right? Um, and second of all, it doesn't look good that if indeed she hired uh, this person, or at least this person, rather is paying the bills, which probably are a lot, and I'm sure it does cost a lot of money to file lawsuits. But still, to pay that kind of money and have it come from an obvious Democratic mega donor that just doesn't—that's not a wise decision. And I think it's smart of the Trump team to go after that because if the shoe were on the other foot, uh, you know, you'd hear about it. Ted, I always appreciate the calls. Thanks so much. One eight hundred eight four eight nine two two two.
2: The Rita Cosby Show.
3: And in the next hour, what the heck is going on with our national and international security that a 21-year-old guardsman, a national guardsman who was a gamer, was in a group chat sharing all these top secret documents that related to the Ukraine-Russia war, that related to Egypt uh, selling uh, secretly, according to the documents, tens of thousands of rockets to Russia while they're an ally of the United States. I mean, this was one of the biggest security leaks in American history. It is devastating. And the fact that it's some low-level National Guardsman who is sitting there on some, like, chat room with a bunch of other gamers and sharing the documents, to me, that is so sad. And it says so much about our national security security. And what's even sadder is President Biden was asked about it, and he's like, uh, no big deal. I'm not really worried about it. What the heck is wrong with our president? We got a Chinese spy balloon that goes across the country. We've got this issue. We've got our border wide open. We got the withdrawal of Afghanistan. We got Russia invading Ukraine. And he's like, oh, it's a minor incursion, a minor issue. This is really frightening. And I rarely say that, but I'm really scared under this president where these things are headed. And we're going to talk about that in the next hour. The fact that a 21-year-old low-level National Guardsman uh, leaked basically some of the most devastating documents in American history. And it was all over the place. And, uh, boy, we look silly and we look ridiculous. And we have put so many of our allies and covert operatives in major jeopardy right now as a result of this boy, we look low level. Uh, 1 800 1 Uh, let's go to Norm. Uh, since uh, Fuzzy Teddy was talking about you, go ahead, Norm.
0: <laughs> oh my god, you know, I mean, uh, he was he was in rare form tonight, huh?
3: He was so anyway, Teddy Bear. Um, yeah, I call I mean, him Fuzzy Teddy Bear because he's always so yeah, soft and cuddly. You
0: know, DJ's right. We we live, me. Apparently he left out Phil. I think. Anyway, um, we live in his head, and that's okay. I, I don't mind living in his head. So anyway, um, basically, what I was basically what I was going to say is, you know, the, the attacks on Trump—it's going to increase, increase, increase until 2024. Uh, George Soros's Foundation, Open Society, Center for American Progress, Color of Change, and whatever they come up with every day is pumping lots and lots of monies to the Democrats and. All the enemies of Donald Trump. Um, I'm seeing that basically because as of yesterday, excuse me, as of today, I didn't go to that rally today. They basically they're, they're, they're saying mainstream conservatives are telling us don't go to these things because they they want to change uh, whatever today's date is into January sixth. So we're kind of like laying off. But when Trump wants 100,000 of us out, we'll be there. Um, but basically, uh, yeah, the Antifa was out there like crazy at the top of the hour. They played on the news, at least here in New York, which, by the uh, the
3: way, is better, Norm, to stay away from all of that. I think it's really I think it's smart. And I think I'm and by the way, as you know, I'm all for peaceful protesting. You've mentioned some of the other things you've done. I've always said, bravo. I think it's great. But I don't think you want to take the bait. On the other hand, if it's done peacefully, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Um, But clearly, there's a lot of bad actors that are trying to stir things up, as you brought up with the Antifa crowd and all that. Um, but uh, but Norm, you are terrific. I always love hearing from you. You're great. Let's go to Judith um, on line three. Judith, your thoughts. Oh. Hey Judith. Hi Rita, thanks. Hi. Listen,
7: um, you started the show and you were asking questions, so I want to concentrate on Alvin Braggs, Latisha James, and this woman Carol, her last name. First of all, if you recall, Braggs and James, when they were running, when they were running for political office. They ran on saying they're going to find something on Trump. They had nothing yet, but they were going to find. Are you going to tell me that's not political,
3: Rita? Oh, absolutely. You by know? the way, I think that alone is actually pretty good grounds for getting the case dismissed, that Bragg is dragged up, because that that is transparently political. And now, what do you make of this Eugene Carroll case?
7: Okay, good. And by the way, we'll talk about Carroll, but Bragg has no case. If you talk to any normal lawyer, he has no case. This is, like, ridiculous. They don't care about the truth. Damn, the truth be damned, damn. You know, they don't care. And what about E.G. and here? Carol? What Whatever. do you
3: think on that one, okay. Judith? I just want to make sure because yep. we yep. get to it with yep. you.
7: Okay. <laughs> so this woman, Carol, if you recall, and I pay close attention, I'm sure you know that. I listen carefully. This woman back then, she actually wrote a book or something to that effect where there was a scenario of a fantasy exactly this exactly playing out exactly what she claimed happened but it was written before in her fantasy and she's a big liar and this is political and they really should they really should go after her for the lies that she puts through
3: well it'll be interesting you know how uh, Trump is uh, suing Michael Cohen maybe he'll try to do a suit against her Who knows where it goes? We're going to continue with your calls and talk also about this leaker.
2: This is the Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. This is the Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network.
3: What does it say about our national security? The fact that you have a 21-year-old, this National Guardsman from Massachusetts, who has been arrested, uh, Jack Teixeira is his name. He is a low-level guy in the Massachusetts National Guard. And this is the guy who they believe is responsible or at least played a huge role in the leak of massive documents and enormously uh, just, I mean, detrimental documents, just to say the least. If you think about what these documents had, they basically showed potential troop movements. They also showed weaponry that the Ukrainians had that would give basically tip off the Russians now that these documents are public. There's allegations that Egypt was selling or planning to sell tens of thousands of rockets to Russia when they are our ally and we're giving them tons of money every year that they're sort of working around us. That's what these documents at least claim. Egypt says it's not the case. Uh, But some really serious stuff in here that actually shows sources, shows methods, and it puts not only Uh, questions about our credibility and our safety. How would allies trust us after they see these documents, if they feel like stuff is just going to leak right out? And now it turns out the person who is behind it all is not this, like, big, sophisticated intel expert. It's basically an IT guy and a 21-year-old National Guardsman that got access to it, and then he put it up in a game room, basically, a chat room full of, basically, teenagers This to me is astounding. And what it says to me is we have massive security breakdowns in this country. This to me, first of all, it's terrible what this guy did. I think we need to throw the book at him if indeed he did this. For sure, there should be a severe punishment because we need to send a message. You can't just even do it for the fun of it. It's unclear what his motive was, if it was just to kind of boast to people in this game room or whatever the reason was, regardless, you got to send a strong message. You can't do it. Second of all, boy, you better beef up your security. To me, this just shows how easy it is to access U.S. top secret information, This is an embarrassment to the Biden administration. It is sadly sort of par for the course. Look at the way they handled the spy balloon. The Chinese spy balloon hovers all over America, does figure eights over U.S. top secret bases. And then after it gets all the information it basically needs, then the Biden administration shoots it down. We have an open border. Think about how many people have crossed the border that we have no accounting of. Many of them that have been on the terrorist watch list. Those are the few that we've gotten. Who knows how many else are in this country? There are so many huge security risks that are happening around this country. And when President Biden was asked, hey, are you concerned about this leak? Not really. Not really? Are you kidding me? You have to wonder how many maybe of our secret informants maybe are now compromised as a result of some 21-year-old that was able to get into this information and put it out in the public domain. This is an utter embarrassment. It is pathetic. And not only does it show that our national security is weak, it also shows that our president doesn't seem to really make it a priority. And that is a huge, huge concern. So we're going to talk about that later on in the hour. And I want to get your thoughts all about that What do you think? Because first off, here's Merrick Garland announcing the arrest of the suspect. Take a listen to this one.
1: Deputy Attorney General Lisa Monaco and FBI Director Paul Bate. Today, the Justice Department arrested Jack Douglas Teixeira in connection with an investigation into alleged unauthorized removal, retention and transmission of classified national defense information. Teixeira is an employee of the United States Air Force National Guard. FBI agents took Teixeira into custody earlier this afternoon without incident. He will have an initial appearance at the U.S. District Court for the District of Massachusetts. I want to thank the FBI, Justice
3: Department prosecutors. It was a very, very quick announcement. I mean, that was a actually pretty stunning announcement. It was like 30 seconds. It was like, whoa, um, and then Biden, of course, was just asked in general again, what do you think about the leak? Are you concerned like the American public is, like John Kirby is at the White House? And take a listen to this lackluster, pathetic answer by the president of the United States. Take a listen.
5: Are you concerned
8: about okay, the leak? guys, it's time to go. Well, Let's go. Oh, we got to move.
6: I'm not okay. concerned about the leak. I'm concerned that it happened. But there's nothing contemporaneous that I'm aware of that is all big concern.
3: Oh, nothing to be concerned of, just that maybe some of our sources uh, might be executed as a result, might be revealed. I mean, when these things happen, like when all the stuff happened with Edward Snowden, remember when all that came out? Uh, There were people I know around the world that I was told um, were extremely concerned because they were worried what was going to happen to their sources as a result of this, who were providing information covertly to the United States. Think about these people, guts of steel, Especially after our dismal Afghanistan withdrawal. And it turns out that this guy is a 21 year old who had access to the documents. Unbelievable. Just, just shocking. And to me, it is astounding that we are seeing a 21 year old responsible for this. And our president can't even barely say anything. Oh, it's no big deal. Uh, not a big deal. That is a far cry from what we've heard from other people, indeed tied to this case. Uh, Meantime, we're also talking about President Trump. We're going to finish with your calls. I see we got a number of you still on the line talking about Trump because, of course, today he testified in a deposition before New York Attorney General Letitia James. And he also said that, listen, if he becomes president again, if he becomes the 47th president, he will go after these very liberal DAs that are clearly weaponizing the system and going up Against those that they just don't like, take a listen. Here is cup thirty one in addition, we will have a complete investigation into the use of police state tactics
4: by federal authorities to arrest conservatives and Christians. We
3: will find out who ordered it, and we will hold them totally accountable We will hold them totally, totally accountable is what he says, and he got to give him credit. He did seven hours of deposition. Biden couldn't even get through that one answer you just heard. It was like, um, are you worried about a massive leak? That is basically the biggest breach in American history. And he's like, uh, you know, it was like, he, can you imagine him in a seven hour deposition? I think seven seconds. He could barely handle seven seconds of a basic question. one 800 let us go to Dave, uh, line eight. Dave, your thoughts about, you wanted to talk about Trump. Go ahead.
6: Yeah. Uh, Rita, hi. Uh, listen, we, we all have uh, access to information. Where do these guys get their information? Because every time I hear them, I get up off my couch. Who,
3: who are you my, talking about? Who are you talking about? Uh, oh, Well, uh,
6: these two characters that you give graciously your airtime that you love. There's two in particular characters.
3: Who, I'm not sure who you're talking about on the Democratic uh, side, Republican I, side. Which side?
6: You call them itchy and scratchy.
3: Oh no, somebody else calls them itchy and scratchy. Okay. I think yes. you're talking okay. about Stan and Fuzzy Teddy. Yes, yes. 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 Who, who okay. call it? And by the way, and and Dave, I love hearing from everybody. I think it's important we hear from everybody. Uh, I sometimes oh, that's Loony Kazuni as I hear from from a lot of people, but I believe in hearing from them.
6: Yes, uh, as you, as you recall, I once referred to it as Loony Buffoonie. But uh, listen, who am I to stand in the way of love? But every time I hear these guys. I want to get off my couch and put my foot through my TV. Now, anybody with two brain cells going in the same direction knows that the persecution of Trump is the biggest shiny object in the history of shiny objects. In the meantime, Joseph Baskin and Robinette Biden is obviously a career money laundering criminal That's destroying his country. He's got it circling the drain. Now, when these guys come on the radio, that's all they focus in on is is Trump. They they are like two 13-year-old giggling, throbbing hormone girls after a Beatles concert at Shea Stadium. It drives me nuts.
3: I, you know, I was going to, I thought you were going to say Tom Jones because, you know, where they throw the underwear to the girls. I was at a Tom Jones concert uh, and I remember I'm like, what is that going on? Right. But that's a whole other thing. But you know what? I also agree though, Dave, that it's nice to hear from everybody. And, you know, and, and there are people out there that look, that's what makes America different opinions. And it's good to learn from other people and, and hear what they say or, or correct them when they're wrong. Uh, what do you think, by the way, about the, Ted, uh, the, the case, just in general? Um, where do you think the fact that now Letitia James, this is the latest one, uh, Dave, you talked about the Bragg case. What about the Letitia James case? And Trump testified to his credit. He testified for seven hours today. That's a lot.
6: Well, let me ask you this. This allegation with this latest woman that is uh, making these uh, sexual claims, what, was that around in, in 2016, the first time he ran? I
3: do not believe it was. I think it came out later. Um, and, and also these are dating, by the way, all the way back. What's interesting in her case, she claims that this happened in 1995 to 96 area. Um, you know, that, that's also an interesting point too, that it was something that happened so many years ago. Um, it'd be interesting to see, is there any corroboration? We're not sure. And, and the fact that she's hired this Democratic mega donor, that, that just, there's something odd about it. Like you just said, it's coming out now, um, you know, and also she's hiring this guy, according to Trump's team, uh, that it's a big mega donor that I, I think it just politicizes it. And if there were any merits to her case, I think it undermines it. Don't you, Dave?
6: Well, the the, the thing about it is is this, that it's all, it's obvious that it's all manufactured to destroy this man because he is obviously in the way of this global agenda for world government. I mean, uh, you know, I, I know some people uh want to call that a conspiracy theory, but my god, how many receipts do you need to know that that, that this is an orchestrated uh, uh happenstance. This this is not just um what you would call uh uh Or or, organic. It's it's uh, astroturf. No, it's its complete
3: sense. You are right. And by the way, uh, it was interesting, Dave, because the other day uh, when Trump did his interview, he called it Soviet style. It was actually a good analogy. It was like Stalin was like, show me the man and I'll find the crime, you know. Um, And it really does sort of start to feel like that between this one, this one, this one. I'm waiting for somebody to say, you know, he jaywalked uh, 20 years ago and I'm waiting for that case, too. It clearly is undermining of trying to do whatever he can. Um, you know, uh, to, uh, you know, to I'm talking about brag to come up with whatever he can to go after Trump. The fact he inflated it to 34 counts. Now you've got Letitia James on the business thing. Now you've got this woman who apparently is being funded her legal fees, at least by this mega donor, according to Trump's people. You got that. Then you got a Georgia one. Then you got the special counsel. It's like, OK, let's see what else. Um, it is getting to look, you, you know, like the definition of absurd. But Trump is going, uh, don't worry about me. I am laser focused on running for the presidency. And he even said, Dave, no matter what happens to him, he is running. I mean, he said no matter what. So it is, it's really going to be interesting. Boy, it's going to be in action back next year and a half. That's all I got to say. I was talking to Ronna McDaniel uh, the other day, John Katz and and I, who host Cats and Cosby. And Ronna McDaniel was telling us, that she's, they're getting ready for the debates. The debates are going to start in August. The first ones in August in Milwaukee. And she thinks there'll be one stage, not two. So she doesn't think it'll be that crowded, but she does think it will be a full one stager. So it's going to get interesting. And Trump says there is no way he's dropping out. That's what the Democrats want. And he said he is not going to give it to him. We're going to continue your calls, everybody. We're going to talk about the fact of how different the world was under President Trump. We had a secure border. Uh, Remember, uh, you didn't see Russia going into Ukraine. You didn't see a lot of these things. And now we have one of the biggest leaks in American history. And Joe Biden says he's not really worried. That, to me, is obscene. I am furious about it. He better be worried. And how pathetic that it's a 21-year-old low-level guy. How do you get access to this? This just shows that this administration is not focused on security, and they just don't care. That is really sad. 1-800-848-9222.
2: The Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network.
3: tonight i am fuming over the fact that a 21 year old national guardsman this is a guy by the way he is not an intel expert he is a systems guy and you know what that means this is a guy who's basically an it guy what was a 21 year old it guy getting access to to all of these documents that are really top-secret, super-sensitive documentation. And why did the White House seem obviously very, very concerned at first, and they continue to be, but yet when the president was asked, he was like, you know what, Um, not a big deal. It's not really a big concern. I want to play two comments. I want to play, this is John Kirby. This is cut number nine from John Kirby. And this is when he was at the White House when they were asking John Kirby, the spokesperson about the leaks. Take a listen to how he described it.
4: Uh, we're watching this and monitoring it as best we can. And we don't. But there's nothing contemporaneous that I'm aware of that is of great consequence. We don't know what's out there, James. Um, we don't know uh, who's responsible for this. And we don't know if uh, they have more that they they, they intend uh, to post. So we're watching this and monitoring it as best we can. But the truth and the honest answer to your question is we
3: don't know. And is that a matter of concern to us? You're darn right it is. Yeah, are we concerned? You're darn right it is. And by the way, they are concerned. But again, listen to this comment from President Biden, who was asked in Dublin are you concerned about this massive security leak, which has compromised our relationship with many of our allies and also inflamed things with our adversaries? Listen to this.
5: Are you concerned about okay, the leak? Okay, guys, it's time to go. Well,
8: Let's go. Oh, we got to move.
5: I'm not okay. concerned
6: about the leakages. And I'm concerned that it happened. But there's nothing contemporaneous that I'm aware of that is good uh, constant.
3: Oh, nothing contemporaneous. I'm telling you. This, to me, is one of the most devastating leaks in American history. And we have a president who's like, ah, it's not a big deal. He has no clue, and he has no sense of national security. Here we have this guy, 21-year-old Jack Teixeira. And apparently he was the OG, the original gangster, in one of these chat rooms. The chat room was like thugs of something. Um, and he was literally looks like he was just kind of boasting, just trying to kind of show off to other people potentially in this chat room. And guess how they found out who was responsible for the leak? It wasn't the FBI. It was the New York Times and Washington Post. Remember on the show last night, it broke that the Washington Post was tracking down some teenagers Turned out one of the teenagers said, hey, there's this guy in my chat room who's been dropping all this stuff. And it turns out it's this 21-year-old Jack Teixeira, according to reports. So the New York Times and the Washington Post tracked down Jack Teixeira before the FBI did. This is so pathetic. This, to me, encapsulates how bad our national security is. And the fact that our president doesn't seem to care or get it is darn right frightening. 1-800-848-9222, 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222, 1-800-848-9222. Uh, let's go to Mike in South Carolina. Mike, your thoughts about this? This is outrageous.
9: Totally outrageous. And, um, you know, I was a drummer back in the day, pretty good. I know your name is Rita, so your perfume, smell us, Rita. So much to talk about, and I gotta kick out of some of these guys that throw verbal dots. Oh, this guy's saying this, stop your whining, get a chunk of cheese. You know, this guy on police, is standing off, whatever. At least, you know by what? the way, you know? Mike.
3: By the way, Mike. At least they're consistent most of the time. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give them that. They wake up with like a, like a sour lemons on them for breakfast. That's what they. At least they it's wake up lemon. the same breakfast, right?
9: That's a rim shot. You know, <laughs> and this twenty-one-year-old. Yeah, how did this happen? Access to what he got access to, national government, and look at the president. He he's he's in Ireland. You know, uh, uh, out of the country, uh, and his his response is is a dismissive response. Oh, we're not worried. Same with the VP, Rita, on the border, and this and that. I think it's 15 million we're up to, illegals uh, that we know of. It's like, oh, and uh, I know you got other people on deck. I always, you know, give courtesy to others. Uh, Some people will whine for five minutes. And
3: Mike, thank Uh, you so much. We love you. Thank you.
2: This is the Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. The Rita Cosby Show presents Support
3: Our Heroes. And in tonight's Support Our Heroes segment, which I love doing every night here on the Rita Cosby Show, a beautiful tribute coming from Lansing, Michigan, where the governor there signed a proclamation honoring World War II Navy veteran George Vilikovic for his 100th birthday. Veteran Vilikovic survived a Japanese kamikaze attack on his battleship during World War II that killed four of his fellow soldiers. Vilikovic went on to a 26-year career at Michigan State. He raised a family that includes four sons, 15 grandkids, and 21 great-grandchildren. On April 8th, Vilikovic turned 100 years old, and along with the proclamation, he was honored with a congressional record, also a personal letter from the Chief of Naval Operations. And this veteran, George Vilikovic, is one of only about 6,000 World War II veterans still alive that are in Michigan. His son said, my father has a lot of grit. Not many children get to see their parents turn 100 years old. It is great to have family and friends all over the world here to celebrate with us. And what a beautiful, beautiful tribute to his heroic dad, who is part of the greatest generation. Well, military officials around the world are just stunned and shocked at what they have seen now with the word. That the latest leak is apparently coming from a 21-year-old National Guardsman with the Massachusetts National Guard. Uh, Authorities arrested today this guy in Massachusetts, Jack Teixeira. He is 21 years old. I I mean, think about this. A 21-year-old IT guy was basically able to cause some of the worst destruction to American alliances in American history because he got in. And it uncovered all these details, basically revealing what the Ukraine uh, military was planning for the spring offensive, what type of weaponry they had, positions. That is very sensitive information that now Russia has. So now they have to, like, change their plans. There's also this report about Egypt, also stuff about China. Think about the people that were giving that kind of intel to the U.S. military, understood that it was top secret, it was covert, it was never to be revealed who is giving the information. Now it's out there. And who knows who's able to maybe say, God, I told this person that and that's how they found it out. And then what if somebody gets killed or, or tortured? Uh, sources get cut off. There are so many repercussions. What if alliances get destroyed as a result of this? And do you think the United States uh, people elsewhere would feel comfortable knowing about this relationship with Egypt now. We're spending all this money on Egypt, and according to these documents, Egypt was double-dealing. Egypt says they weren't, but apparently, according to these documents, tens of thousands of rockets were being sold from Egypt to Russia, and guess what's happening? Russia's using it on Ukraine. Meanwhile, Egypt is pretending like they're an ally of the United States, and we're sending them billions of dollars a year. I mean, this is disastrous. And what I think is even more disastrous is it's the fact that it is actually a 21-year-old guy who suddenly had access to the documents. That is the most embarrassing thing. And as we're getting details, it turns out apparently a teenager who was in the chat room with him apparently told his parents and said, there's this guy in this chat room who I think is the one who dropped the documents. Luckily, the kid was able to reveal it to the Washington Post, he had to check with his parents first and said, I'm in this game room that I started joining during the pandemic. And during that time, there was this guy who was sort of leader of the chat room, just trying to be cool. He didn't seem to have any political interests. He just was kind of dropping documents to try to be cool with other gamers during COVID to keep us busy. And he was dropping these documents in there. I mean, this this is like a pathetic display of American breakdown of national security. And to me, it just epitomizes so much the way the Biden administration has just allowed us to flounder on the world stage. Think about the alliances that are happening with China and Russia right now. Think about the fact that China and Iran are buddying up. Turkey said the other day, oh, all the Arab people, let's gang up against Israel. I mean, there are all these things that are just breaking apart around the world. And Biden just seems to be floating lolly lolly talking about ice cream. It, to me, is astounding, and it is downright scary. And it epitomizes that our military is spending way too much time thinking about going woke and thinking of all these other things trying to be you know, the correct pronoun. Why not figure out national security so a 21-year-old guardsman, IT guy, isn't able to infiltrate and put it up all over the social media? And apparently he was upset that other people didn't notice it, so he put up more. And then he took more and he took pictures of other ones. And it was so easy that the New York Times and the Washington Post were able to break this story. This, to me, is downright disconcerting. Take a listen. Here is one of the members in the chat room. The chat room was called Discord. And here's one of the members who was talking to the Washington Post, uh, talking about the original gangster who was this 21-year-old guardsman, apparently. Take a listen to this.
8: People were reading them and they were not commenting on them. They were just sitting there yet. I want to keep OG's identity secret because I still care for him, like he's a family member. He is not a Russian operative. He is not a Ukrainian operative. I'll go as far to say he's not even on the east side of the world. Any claims that he is a Russian operative or pro-Russian is categorically false. He is not interested in helping any foreign agencies with their attack on the U.S. or other countries. He was a, He was a young, charismatic man who loved nature god who loved shooting guns and and racing cars
3: well i think he's going to be racing little robotic cars in his prison cell because by the way i hope that that's what happens to him i really don't have a lot of sympathy for this guy uh this guy quite frankly And I know there are some people out there who thought Edward Snowden putting out details was heroic. I don't think so. I think it compromises national security. And in this particular case, this guy was dropping this stuff in a chat room on Discord, putting out the information and saying, hey, here it is. Apparently, maybe he was just trying to show off to his friends. I'm glad that, you know, that it wasn't like he was trying to intentionally undermine. But the results were still the same. And by the way, If it is espionage, he could potentially get charged with espionage. That is death penalty. Think about that. it is a federal crime, that is death penalty. Treason, espionage, those are a few charges. That is a death penalty eligible case. And maybe you think it's too hard to say to a 21-year-old, but at the minimum he should be spending the rest of his life in prison to send a message to other people that you shouldn't go in there, that you shouldn't go into any kind of intel. He knew better. You know, that was like day one, don't share information. And he did it. They need to send a message and get tough with this guy. And also, by the way, they better also check all their security. There better be, you know, how did, it, how did a guy put it in a chat room on Discord? How is it so easy to get into these documents? You're just an IT guy. You're a 21-year-old guy and you're seeing top secret intel. We better tighten up our intelligence. And Biden, you better wake up. Take a listen. This is Emily Campagna, who was on Fox News earlier today. She says this is epitomizing this pathetic president's handling of national security. So not
7: only does this underscore that our president continuously and continually acts with the absolute lack of priority of American interests, but he also is so forgetful or perhaps oh, so yeah. so cunning. However, you know, whatever uh, grace you want to extend him, that he is damaging our interests. On the heels, as you said in the intro, of the Afghanistan pullout, the, the inability to head on uh, with China about the balloon to take it out at every juncture, he is embarrassing us on the world stage. We know he embarrasses us at home every day, but now he is absolutely putting at risk
3: every American. At risk, putting every American in danger. That is absolutely scary. And then when he's asked about it, oh, it's not a big deal. Um, I want to play Cut 22. This is Kara Frederick. She's with the Heritage Foundation. Listen to how she described Biden's handling of this. First
7: off, I'm glad Kirby is taking this more seriously than he apparently was taking the withdrawal in Afghanistan, where he said, I don't see the chaos. But this is Biden is downplaying this because
3: this is what he does. And I have to say, it starts from the top. It does start from the top. And this lackluster of holding anybody accountable who seems to go up against American interest, open border, Afghanistan withdrawal, Minor incursion opens the door, Russia into Ukraine. The list goes on and on. It's Chinese spy balloon, and the president doesn't really do anything. I mean, what message does that send? It sends a message that a 21 year old guy can start leaking information because he thinks it's cool, because Biden doesn't seem to care. I mean, that is a really dangerous situation. This is downright scary. When I saw it was a 21 year old, I don't think anybody should be leaking, but a 21 year old novice. Getting into these documents, I say throw the book at him. What do you guys think? What should his punishment be? Again, it is a death penalty case if it becomes espionage or treason. 1-800-848-9222. one 848 uh, Let's go to Floyd in Iowa. Floyd, your thoughts?
9: Rita, the uh, first off, let me say this: this uh, I wish you would quit pronouncing Snowden's name as that. Let's call him Snowden. I know a lot of good patriots named Snowden, good, decent, loyal patriots. Let's call this other guy Snowden from now on. But get back to this uh, this recent one here.
3: Wait, wait, wait! I, I'm just a little confused. Did you did you think Edward Snowden was a patriot?
9: No way. That's okay. I, let's call him Snowden. Okay, good. I'm okay, Snowden. good. I just
3: wanted to clarify why, where Absolutely you're going. I, I agree with you. Go ahead, Floyd. Love there you. There you go, go ahead.
9: Now I'll call him Snowden. Anyway, this, this recent guy, the young guys. Now, what that is, they take the oath and they come in, we trust you. This guy has committed an act that's going to follow him for the rest of his life. It's not anything we've done. It's what he did. Really, when they take the oath, again, we trust them to do the right thing. This guy went the wrong way.
3: I agree. And I say, and I say, throw the book at him, Floyd. I am with you. I say, don't you? I say, you know what? I actually think, I mean, I don't know if you want to go to the death penalty, uh, but clearly he should spend the rest of his life behind bars. That's my feeling, Floyd, because you got to send a message. It's almost like, and you know, I don't want to stretch this, but if you look at the recidivism that we're seeing around the country, they need to know this is a serious offense. And this is the ultimate offense, betraying your country. I say I say lock him up and throw away the key. That's what I say. Needs to happen to this guy. Let's go to Michael in New Jersey. Michael, your thoughts on this guy?
8: I want to pin a medal on his chest. God bless him. Wait, you, what, what do you mean? What, you, do you, what do you, wait, you mean, wait,
3: Michael? Let me are no, you actually, for real? Are you for real? Go ahead, no,
8: Michael. Wait, 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 if you're going to stick us into a war, the American people have the right to know that we're lo- the-, the Ukrainians are losing the war. They're killing seven Ukrainians for every one Russian. But the American government is
3: lying to us and telling us, oh, they're winning, they're winning. No, they're not winning, they're losing. All right, so because hang on, Michael, hold-, hold on, hold on. What you're saying is actually very different than the documents. Not that, not that it isn't revealing some of that. So I hear what you're saying on that aspect. What I am saying is anyone who leaks American secrets, I understand. I do think the American public deserves to know fairly what's going on with the war, but the American public doesn't deserve to know where Ukrainian troop movements are, what their secret strategy is, uh, what their artillery is, what their movements are. You know what? You know what he basically just did? He basically led the Ukrainians to slaughter. That's what he did. And he betrayed his country. And then guess what? Now we're not necessarily going to feel good about Egypt and anybody who is covertly trying to help us. And these people are patriots. Think about the people like in Afghanistan that sadly Biden left behind. Some of those people who were intel sources for us. There are now intel sources that provided information, whether it be to Ukraine or about Egypt or about China, any of these things in these documents, they are fearing for their life tonight. And you're okay. Okay, with that, Michael, go ahead. Yes.
8: You. You. Oh, now you put me back on? Okay. Yeah, yeah,
3: now I put you back on because I want you to listen for a change. Okay, go now ahead.
8: Listen. Now you, okay, now listen to me, okay? If we're going to get involved in some war that we should have never gotten involved in, that, that Americans should know that we're giving... Weapons to a country. Incidentally, I want to correct you on something. They brought one of these uh, uh, one of these Ukrainian freedom fighters to the United States and took him to Disney World in Florida. And John Stewart gave him a med- gave him a trophy. But before he gave him the trophy, they wrapped his arm in a towel. Do you know why they wrapped his arm in a towel? Because the sob had a swastika.
3: Tattooed on his arm, and they didn't want anyone to see it. All right, Michael, 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 I hear, I'm hearing what you're saying. Now, I, I, there, there, there are a lot of, I think. Questions in general are fair questions. They are fighting for their freedom, Michael. And I don't want to sit and debate the Ukraine-Russian war with you. What I want to debate with you, and by the way, my father's Polish, so I think I understand the region and the fight for freedom because they are desperately, I think it's pretty clear, Russia invaded Ukraine. I think a two-year-old would be able to figure that out. But I don't want to get into that with you. What I do want to get into is you think it's okay for take the Russia-Ukraine element out because you're obviously... Very emotional about that. And it is a, it's a, it's a big issue. I hear you. But here it is. Here is a 21 year old guy. Just answer me on this. A 21 year old guy who suddenly took it upon himself because he thought he'd be cool, apparently. That was boasting to people in a chat room, putting information about methods and sources around the world, all over the world, putting any of our secret sources in jeopardy that are worried about their lives tonight because this guy exposed it because he thought he was being cool, and you think that's okay. Go ahead, Michael. Answer that, just that aspect. Forget the Russia-Ukraine.
8: Okay, anything that will get us the hell out of that war that we have no business in, I want the American people to know because
3: we should speak spending the money I, Michael, on Michael, Michael, not Michael, Michael, it. oh, my goodness. I don't know who's married to you, but they, they like probably have two plates over their ears at night. Good luck. Because good luck with the divorce. That's going to really work out well. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. Woo!
2: The Rita Cosby Show.
3: He won for the record books. Imagine what that's like at home living with that guy. Rah, 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 rah. Can you imagine? You try to ask a question. Boy, uh, thank goodness we just have to listen to him on the phone. 1 800 848 9222. 1 800 848 9222. Mike says this leaker is a hero because he doesn't like the Russia Ukraine war, by the way. I don't either, but for very different reasons, because Russia shouldn't invade Ukraine. Uh, But Mike seems to uh, have other issues there, Uh, a lot of issues. Uh, But he thinks this leaker is a hero for exposing it all. I say throw the book at this guy, Jack Teixeira. If indeed he is the guy who leaked at a 21-year-old National Guardsman, that's what uh, Merrick Garland, the attorney general, says. Tomorrow this guy's going to have his first day in court. It'll be interesting to see uh, what the evidence is, what they believe he did, and where it goes. Uh, But I say throw the book at him, lock him in the prison, and come back about 80 years later. Send a message to other people around this country that you cannot do it. You're a National Guardsman. You took an oath. To this country to protect us, you better sure as hell do it. 1 800 848 9222. 1 800 848 9222. Let's go to Tony, line five. Tony, your thoughts. Hey, Rita, it never stops.
7: But this is just, you know, this is just the cherry on the cake because security hasn't been big with all the documents all over Biden's house. But listen, this this, uh, Jack gentleman, young man, He's not the only one that's going to should face charges under the Espionage Act because he reported to someone, Rita, and that whole unit, that whole whatever was going on there had no oversight. I know even when you teach high school, those kids, when they're on the computers, you could see if they're staying on their subject or if they're going off the subject. They should be monitoring what their little airmen or whatever they're doing there and who's doing what and who was like looking up all this stuff in a
3: day. Yeah, no that's a great monitor. point. That's a great point because there should be um Tony some great forensic fingerprints uh showing exactly uh who was looking at him, who had access. He may have had legal access to it even though what the heck are you allowing a 21-year-old IT guy to have access to this kind of information? You got to like tighten the loop of who has, Af- you know, ability to see these. And if he first of all, what was he doing? You're right, like apparently he was taking pictures, who was monitoring? Uh, There should have been at least some oversight of a 21 year old. But you also believe when somebody takes that oath that they are honest people. Um, And obviously this is really dangerous. And I think this is a huge wake up call. But you bring up an excellent point. And Tony, you also brought up another great point uh, because Biden's classified documents are laying all over the place. You know, they're like how many different states now that we know of. And and remember Hunter Biden, the old checking the uh, motor of the Corvette right next to the box of documents. I mean, when you hear all of that stuff, maybe it creates this atmosphere of like, hey, you know, they're, it's not such a big deal. They're all over the place. Uh, this president had it. This one had it. This one had it. Maybe I can have it. I mean, who knows? I, that's an interesting point, Tony. Thank you very much. Let's go to Dom in Minnesota. Line 8, Dom, what are your thoughts on this?
9: Rita, I'll bet you when the press questioned Biden about the leak, he really felt the need to take a leak.
3: That's what happened to him. <laughs> by the way, by, by the way, Dom, and it's—I have to laugh because it's so sad. Probably he would say, oh, yeah, where is the bathroom? You know, somebody would yes. say, hey, what do you think of the leak? Uh, where is the bathroom? Over where? You know, like, remember when he gets off the stage and he doesn't know which way to go? It's like, uh, can but, someone show me where the bathroom is? That's a good idea. You know? Oh, God. You know, but, but his blasé
9: attitude tells you all you need to know about how tuned out he is at running the country. But the, the point I wanted to make was the same liberal press that hailed Edward Snowden as a hero want this guy locked up because he makes Biden look bad and shines a light on Biden's document in his Corvette in his locked garage. So, I mean, I'm not rooting for this leaker or Snowden, but I have to somewhat, I mean, agree with a bit with Michael because what recourse do we have as people at the receiving end of a war, a nuclear war, When our government lies to us about a conflict with
6: another nuclear power, I just well no and
3: and by the way, Dom, I I understand that I think the American public needs to be honest of where things are going. But where I take the different and I and I I think you understand, maybe my in twenty years will understand, that I think you don't want to have specifics of troop movements, um, artillery, where their positions. That puts so many lives in danger. That's what I have a problem with.
2: The Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network.